All right, all right, guys. You know what that sound means. It is time for fantasy football. That's right. The Barbershop Group is opening up its fantasy football league today. We've got 20 slots, 20 teams available going head-to-head the whole year. If you win, you'll get a personalized trophy from us at the Barbershop Group. You'll also be invited to be a special guest on our podcast. Can't beat that. So head over to Facebook, click the link, and sign up through ESPN. Hey everybody, it's Charles with the Barbershop Group Podcast. I hope that everybody is doing well uh, today. Uh, as the weekend approaches, hopefully you've got some wonderful things planned for yourself. Uh, if you've got a family, some wonderful things planned for your family. I always say take a moment to breathe, right? Uh, indulge in some self-care. Self-care should be something that we do every day and not something that we take a vacation for, right? So Hopefully, you guys out there are getting better at that, and um, I'm trying to do some things to get better with that myself. So, um, you know, today I wanted to um, to talk to you guys about an issue that arose with one of my sons, and um, it's taken me some time to kind of build up to talking about it. I'm not exactly sure just how everything is going to come out. It's not scripted at all. It's just uh, you getting an opportunity to hear me and my thoughts uh, about something that I observed, something that my son observed, and uh, just trying to figure out how we're going to to handle it. Okay. But before I get into that story, um, I just want to remind you guys, obviously, some of you know it's football season. And if you are participating in football, watching football, um, if you follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, you all know that we have opened up our fantasy football league. Pretty cool. We got a lot of slots available. There will be a total of 20 teams um, that you can, you know, become an owner of. And what's really neat about it is we've got a trophy, guys. So whoever wins in our league, you're going to get a trophy. But you're also getting an opportunity, as you heard me say on the ad earlier, to uh, to be a guest on the show. And it's really cool being a guest on the show because sometimes you'll get to talk to me directly one-on-one. Or we might be interviewing somebody else, talking about another issue. And so it's just a chance to, uh, to sit back and rap with some of the guys or girls, whoever it may be at that time, right? So again, if football is your thing, you definitely should check us out. So you can go to our Facebook page um, and, and sign up. We use ESPN for it. So we think it's just something neat, something different for guys and women. If you're football fans, you can join too. Just something really cool to do. Um, so I wanted to uh, kind of get this out there. And I'm not sure, maybe somebody else is experiencing this, maybe you're not. But at any rate, it's just something that uh, me as a father that I'm experiencing and, and, and kind of I'm kind of working through it, I think. So as some of you know, um, I am a participant in a Boy Scout troop and my son is and I am involved because my son is involved. And uh, every year 
uh, as many Boy Scout troops around the country do, they have camps. They have camps in the wintertime um, and they have camps in the summertime as well. And depending on how active the troop is, they may ha have more camps throughout the year. It's about what the parents and the scout leaders are able to do, what money exists for them and their interests, all those things go into it. And so uh, you may have some more camps available, right? So like I said, every year, um, this is a camp that my son would go to. Uh, as the camp approached this year, I noticed a little, a little bit of a different perspective or some different behavior that my son was showing. Um, unfortunately, because of some, some job commitments and things, I was not able to go to the camp where, you know, I had envisioned myself being able to take a week off uh, and go to the summer camp and hang out with them and all that stuff. But the rat race uh, that many of us are in kept me from being able to do that. And I know that that was disappointing to him. It was disappointing uh, to me. But I'm sure that it was also disappointing to the people who I told I would be involved. Okay. So, um, you know, one of the, the, the things that um, I talked to my son about, was that I approached him actually and I said, hey, uh, you don't seem like you're as excited about summer camp as you did last year. And he said to me, you know what, Dad, actually, I'm not. And I was like, what do you, okay, so you're not. Can you tell me a little bit about why you're not excited about going to summer camp? And he said, well, one of the things is that, um, I don't really feel like I'm earning the badges that I need to become an Eagle Scout. Okay. My son is driven. He is a focused dude right now. Um, that's a great way to be at his age. And I hope that he continues to be that focused and driven because, you know, it's just great when you know what path you want to go down and you get there, you got your blinders on, you want to succeed. Sometimes you need to do that. And that's where he is right now. It could change and then I'll have to respond to whatever that brings. Right. But that's where he is now. And so he said, I'd be getting some badges, of course, but I wouldn't be getting badges that I needed to become an Eagle Scout. And that's really what it's about for me is becoming an Eagle Scout. I can go to a camp and hang out with the guys and do all that stuff and get some other badges. And they're OK. They're cool, but they don't qualify you for Eagle Scout, Dad. I said, OK, I understand that. Right. I get that. And he went on to say, and some of the badges are for things that I'm really not even interested in. I just be getting the badges because that's what was available to me. And I said, OK, got it. And then he said, you know, the other thing that was on my mind, Dad, is that, well, I was really hoping that you could hang out with me this time. And I know you can't because there are a lot of other things going on. And incidentally, I had to I had to put aside. I had to break a lot of commitments because of work. And it just that's maybe I'll talk about 
those types of things later on in a different podcast. And just what that does to me as a father, when I have to break those type of commitments to uh, to my family, to my children. Right. I mean, wow. I can't even begin to, to, to tell you what that does to me. But at any rate, you know, he really expressed his disappointment with me not being able to go. He understood it, but he was disappointed. And I get it. Um, so in addition to those things, he also mentioned this. He said, and you know, Dad, I just recently finished the flight camp. And as some of you guys out there know, my son likes to fly planes. Um, he has flown Cessnas and different planes all around uh, with a with a pilot and the pilot will take him up and uh, he flies wherever the pilot tells him to go. And he's even had other passengers, kids who had never been on a plane before, and he's flown them around, <laughs> you know, kind of giving them a tour of whatever area they were flying in. And they're looking at my son like, dude, you're one of us. How are you operating this plane? Well, it's something that my son is driven to do. My son knows that he wants to fly planes, and he knows that in his heart that that's what he wants to do. I asked my son one time, I said, look, man, uh, you know, death is a real thing. It happens. It's going to happen to us all, just like birth happens to us all. And I want to know from you if you're OK with, you know, firstly, are you OK with being responsible for 150, 200, 250 other people on a plane? Are you OK with that? He said, yeah, Dad, I'm OK with that. I can take care of that. And I said, OK. And every now and then, son, it doesn't happen often and we don't like to see it happen, but it does happen. Sometimes a plane goes down and there are fatalities. People die. And I said, are you OK with losing your life that way? Are you OK? And he said, yes, dad, without stuttering or stammering. He said, yes, dad. I said, why? He said, because I know that that's the thing that I'm supposed to do. And I love flying. Hey, you know what, kid? Go do that. I support you 100%. Not like you need my support, right? You, But I guess it's good to have. Go do your thing. That's what he said, that he was just ready for that. What do you say to a kid who's got his mind made up, right? As a dad, I'm thinking now at this point, I need to do whatever I can to put my child on that path to where he said he wanted to go, right? That's what I should be focusing on as a father. And I'm not saying that I'm great at it. I probably suck at it. <laughs> OK, there's a lot of things that I could do differently uh, to support him in that endeavor and to support all of my children in their endeavors. There are other things that I could do better to get them there. Right. But that's what he wants to do. And so he continued after he told me that he he was so excited about flight camp that when it came to Boy Scout camp, he said, just wasn't that excited about that anymore. He was, he just finished flying. He just finished doing all of this stuff, right? And in fact, he happened to be the number one student at the camp. I'm not making this up. He got two, three hundred dollars 
for being the best student in all of these different things. And I didn't even know I didn't even know that that was going to be awarded to him. So now I need to borrow some money. Right. <laughs> but that's what he got. And so when he comes to me, he says, you know, I'm not really that excited about going to Boy Scout camp because I want to fly. Like, can I go to another flight camp? Can I who else has a flight camp in the country that I can go to? I've already got got college material coming to the house from schools that have aeronautical programs. And I know about Delta and American Airlines cadets and stuff. I want to do that. How do I get there? Is what he's saying. So that's the focus. Right. And then there was one last piece that he shared with me. And this is where it gets a little difficult. He said to me, you know, Dad, the other reason why I just really wasn't that excited about Boy Scout camp this year is because I'm kind of tired. And I said, what do you mean you're kind of tired? What are you talking about? You're tired. You just said you were excited because you just got back from flight camp. What's going on? And he said, well, what I mean by that, that is I'm kind of tired of what they talk about at Boy Scouts. I was like, wait, what do you mean you're tired of what they talk about at Boy Scouts? And he said, you know, I'm like, no, I need you to tell me. He says, well, I'm tired of like them always talking about being black. And, you know, guys, I'm telling you, I had a feeling that that was going to come out of his mouth. But I wanted to hear him say it. Because I've been at some of the meetings before and I've seen the look on not only my son's face, but on the faces of other young men who've been present, but been afraid to say anything. And so I said, what do you mean you're, you're tired of talking about blackness? He's like, Dad, I know I'm black. I look at myself every day in the mirror. I don't have to look at myself in the mirror to know I'm black. I can see my skin. I'm brown skin. They call that black in America. That's what it is. But why is it that every time I go to a Boy Scout meeting, everything is dressed up? And now this is my son talking. OK, why is everything dressed up in black this, black that, black, black, black? OK, he was like, I get it. I'm black. There are going to people who like me. And they're going to be people who dislike me because of the way I look, because I'm African-American. And I get that. I mean, it's not new. It's been happening. But why is it that when we go to Boy Scouts, that's like what all the adults want to talk about? That's what all the adults want to talk about, Dad. And it seems like that's all that they want to talk about. And it, it feels like they're forcing their views or what they experience on the meat. And he said, and sometimes I just get tired. I kind of get numb or go deaf when I hear that so much. And I was like, hmm. And I get it. Because that's not how I talk to my son. That's not how I talk to my children. You know, everything is not uh, race-based. And I know I'm probably really making some people scratch their heads with this. Everything isn't race based, right? Everything isn't. Well, how do you feel about this as a black man? 
Well, as a black man, it's like this. Well, you know, it's different for us than it is for them. And all of these things. That's not how I speak to my children. Yes, I do make my children and I do make my son aware that, you know what, there are some racial, macro and microaggressions out there that have been really horrible, that haven't been addressed by the masses in this country, haven't been addressed by the people who could actually send a message to the people <laughs> in this country. There's still a willing, a willful ignorance regarding racism in this country, a thing that scientifically has no basis, but socially seems to be everywhere, right? Even at a Boy Scout meeting, you see? So, I mean, I get it, but I also understand why it makes him tired. You see, some of you may be thinking that, oh, well, maybe he's experiencing racial battle fatigue. No, actually, it's not racial battle fatigue, that whole concept and stuff like that, right? It's not, he's not out there on the front lines fighting, advocating, speaking about brutality and stuff like that. My son is focused on flying. <laughs> he's focused on flying. He's focused on drawing. He's focusing on classical music, okay? Uh, his anime, things like that. That's where he is. That's what he's about. And yeah, he is aware that there's been police brutality against African-Americans, but he all, he's also aware that there's been police brutality against other people as well. He's aware that African-Americans, um, haven't always looked out for each other. He's also aware that there have been African-Americans who have. He See, all of this stuff rings and, and it comes into mind. It comes into play. And my son is just like, why must I be focusing on what you are focusing on? You see? And I think about that a lot after that conversation because I have a question for not just the African-American men and women who are listening to my voice right now, but to the white American people who are listening, right? To the, to the people in the Latin community who are listening to this right now, wherever you are, however you identify, I want to ask you a question. And that's this. Okay. Uh, again, however you identify, even if it's beyond race, you're Christian, Muslim, Jew, whatever it is, I want to ask you a question. And the question is this, right? You got children. Are you raising your children for where they are going? Or are you raising your children based on your experiences and the perceptions of things? Okay. Right. Are you raising them based on your experience and your perception of things? I'm not saying it's wrong or that it's right. It's just a question I ask you because I have to and had to ask myself this. And that's how I began to change. Right. Because some of you all know my history. 
Some of you all know that I used to be involved with a very questionable organization in America, <laughs> a quasi-religious organization in America that doesn't say some of the best things about people and doesn't have the best look. Okay. Right. I asked myself these questions and I'm like, dude, am I messing up by trying to pick up a story from over here and put it down on my son's story? Is that okay for me to do like that? I mean, we're not talking about ignoring issues, okay? Because I, I think avoidance breeds sickness, and I think racism is, is a sickness, okay? So don't avoid racism. But I realized that I needed to be a little bit more sensitive about how I was sensitive about racism, if that makes sense. Because if I didn't change how I viewed people and human beings in this country and beyond, then I was going to be raising some children who I don't know if they'd ever be able to move forward. You know, I don't know if they'd be able to say, I want to be a doctor. I want to move to Paris and be an artist. Okay, I want to be an interior designer. I'm working to do that. I'm selling my designs right now as we speak, Dad. Now, I've got a daughter who does that, by the way. Okay, you see? What if I told them that all of these other hurdles and barriers were out there in front of them and they couldn't do these things? Or that while they wanted to do these things, be aware of those people. Be aware of the people who don't like you. Now I'm telling my children, be aware of the people who do like you. Okay? And so this podcast is really for parents. This podcast is really for parents, not just African-American parents, but all parents. Are you raising your children for your own experience, for your own clout? Or are you willing to let them go and experience life for themselves? Doesn't mean that they're going to be unscathed. Doesn't mean that harm won't come to them. It still may come to them. Doesn't mean that good will not come to them. It still may come to them. And I hope that it does. But a lot of us get caught up in our own ways. We get caught up in our own histories and we think, I've got to put this on my child because this is what's going to protect them. And well, we may not be so sure. I know that this is difficult to hear because there's a lot of contentious things that seem to be happening, especially if you are a person who likes to pay attention to the news, whether it's mainstream media or alternative media. Media that you support yourself, whatever it is, it seems to be everywhere around us. This is what people want to talk about. But when you go to a Boy Scout meeting and you've got little uh, black young men there, right? Because all of them are African American, so black young men—they know that they're black. Everybody's looking at each other. Duh. Okay. Can you go beyond that to something else, or are you going to reinforce the ideas? 
that these people are less than and that they have to fight against somebody every day of their lives. Because if that's the case, now we will get to the point where we're talking about some type of racial battle fatigue. A 14, 15 year old boy should not be looking at people and saying, I don't want to be around you because all you do is talk about this racial identity stuff. Man, but guess what boy is going to stand up and say anything? There are adults who have made children afraid to speak up. I know you all don't want to hear me say that, but it's true. Again, you have to remind your child that, hey, son, daughter, every now and then there, there, there are some, and more than every now and then, there are some issues. There are some racial sensitivities. There again, America has never truly acknowledged its ugly past with racism. Yes, yes. Tell your children about that. But how do you respond when your child says that? I'm kind of tired of that, man. I want to go past that. Like, what else is there out there? Because this is what I'm focused on. Show me how to get to that. Okay? So I want you all to think about that. There is a man that is in the tradition of Islam. His name was Ali. A lot of people in the Islamic world have huge reverence for Ali. And Ali said some wonderful things. He had some beautiful quotes and stuff like that that you can look up. You can find them online. You can go to the library and get those books if you're interested in it. Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. Just, hey, do the research yourself. One of the things that I love that Ali said, he said, raise your children for their time, not for your time. You see? Think about that. Just what does that mean to you? And I have to ask, what does that really mean to me as a father? So I just wanted to tell you guys about that, give you something to think about. So when you're talking to young people, right, when you're engaging young people, are you like, you know, letting them be heard? Are you absorbing their experience? Whatever it may be. Right. Or are you giving them your experience? Right. And now they're trying to own your stuff. OK, because I know now, now, in so many different ways, my kids can't own my stuff. They can't own the, the racial BS that happened to me as a child or the stuff that I saw. They can't own uh, my history and being sexually abused. They can't own that. My drug abuse and past. They can't own that. It's not theirs. That's mine. And I would be, I'm going to say it in this case, because I'm talking about myself, I'm judging myself. I would be wrong to try to make my children live with that. Okay. So my son is like, hey, I need to pause for a minute because I'm not focused on what they're focused on. See, and that's something to think about. Are you raising your children for their time? Are you raising your children for your time? Are you giving them their own glasses to see the world through? Or are you taking your glasses off and saying, here, son, daughter, you must see it like this. And then when they don't see it that way, are you disappointed? Does your ego come out? Right. Do you feel some type of way over it? I don't know these things. You have to ask yourself.
at any rate, that's all I have for you all today. Um, you know, if you have some thoughts, some feedback, by all means, you can email us at info at thebarbershopgroup.org. You can get in touch with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're all over the place. Tell guys that you know about the podcast. We always love to have guests on the show. I'm sure somebody else has a thought or something about this type of issue. I really, really be interested in hearing from other guys, though, of even women, right, who they see this happening, too. And they're not quite sure how to address it, because by addressing something like this, you're not going to be the popular person in the room. <laughs> you're supposed to go with the flow and the flow is. We have a new see, I, see, I'm a little older, so I remember the 90s. We went through a black consciousness in the 90s. So I'm kind of past that now. See, but now people are experiencing their own type of consciousness and they're here. Well, like what's going to happen? You know, what are we going to do? You see, are you ready to deal with your kid and, and what your kid has to say about this all? Or are you just feeding them and their puppets? I don't know. I'm not saying they are. They aren't. But I know what I don't want to do to my kids. So, guys, you all be well. You have a great weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you soon.